Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. A terrible storm ripped through the town of Cherville. It was unusually brutal due to the microburst that produced winds in excess of 85 miles an hour. This kind of storm is incredibly dangerous. Mayor Beam said that over 100 emergency personnel responded to the crisis, including, of course, our own Gaston County Emergency Medical Services. A state of emergency has been declared. Over 100 personnel from multiple agencies have assisted us. Our EMTs and paramedics were on scene offering emergency medical response and helping to keep our people safe while crews cleaned up debris and restored power. The recent Cherville storm is just one of many examples of the kinds of crises our EMS trains to respond to. They train so that they are able to provide medical service in any type of environment when duty calls. Today, we are going the distance with Gaston EMS and accompanying them on one of their regular training days. Welcome to another episode of Savvy Citizen, the podcast from Gaston County Government. I'm Elizabeth, your host this week. Uh, today, uh, we're uh, doing what we call STAR Team Training, which stands for Special Tactics and Rescue. Most of the time, it's not a great idea to spend too much time thinking about all the things that can go wrong. Getting lost in the woods, boating accidents, getting stuck down a storm drain. These things are rare, admittedly. And if something like this does happen, you already know what to do. Call 911. And some very helpful people will show up, figure out what to do, and save the day. Let me set the scene for you. My co-host, Adam Gobb, and I pulled up to Poston Park first thing in the morning. Pretty soon, the parking lot is full of men and women in uniform, EMTs and paramedics. There's also some huge vehicles carrying all sorts of medical emergency equipment. Expanding on what you have learned and what we've trained on in the past, we're gonna have a little game today. So basically it's gonna be a game of hide and go seek. We're gonna split you up into two teams. Ryan will be the leader for one. And Trevor will be the leader for the second one. Equal teams. The rules. So the rules for the hiding team. Staff are gathered around their instructor who's walking them through today's scenario. A missing person lost in the woods in the middle of winter. They're gonna to have to methodically search until they find, well, their training dummy, and then perform a quick medical screening to make sure they're okay, before loading them onto a stretcher and getting them out of the woods. You have the lake, so if you cross a lake and can walk on water, you're out of bounds. If you cross a road, you're out of bounds. If you cross into a parking lot, you're out of bounds. There is a trail within there, but the the main road, it's a big gravel road, obviously the parking lot, but there is a trail in there that, that, that's embedded in there. 
our gym staff spend a lot of time thinking exactly how they would respond to various medical emergencies. Because they do encounter these kinds of emergencies every day. These are specialized paramedics and EMTs that provide care beyond the ambulance. So it's more of a, uh, we have more of a all hazards philosophy that we give the, the citizens of Gaston County and the visitors. Uh, we want to provide the best uh, care we can, no matter what type of environment they're in or what position they're in, whether that be entrapped in a car off the side of the mountain, uh, lost in the woods. So uh, we, our paramedics on, on top of their medical training, uh, have technical rescue experience and training so we can take that care to them. Uh, today we're focusing on uh, search and rescue. So this, the scenario would be a lost person or overdue person, uh, they could be lost, they could be injured in the woods, in, you know, incapacitated, something like that. We need to uh, find them first and, you know, and extricate them when we do find them. So we're set up here in Pawson Park. We're right next to the pump track and I understand there's going to be a dog involved. So walk us through a kind of the scenarios that people are going to go through today. So that's correct. So we, we do have, uh, it's the first time ever, we do have a search and rescue canine. Um, and uh, we'll introduce you to the handler. Uh, it's Lieutenant Dawn Lackey. She's one of our operations supervisors. Um, he's a Belgian Malinois. He's uh, right out a year old, so he's still a pup. Went through extensive training uh, from the get-go before Lieutenant Lackey received him. Um, he is what we call a tracking, trailing uh, search and rescue dog, so he's scent specific. So uh, whoever the lost person or the subject that he's looking for, he's, he's toned into that, that person's specific So you scent. give them like a hat or something? Yeah, and it, it, there, there's, you know, things like bedding, something that really, you know, you lose millions of skin cells a day and these dogs with their great ability to 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 pick up on that on that scent they uh they pick it up so scent articles such as that it, you know it, it just depends could be bedding could it be a hat uh if they're in this instance if it was if they arrived here by car uh, we might need a search warrant with the police but if we could get into the car and even get you know uh the cloth off the seats or something like that oh, yeah. uh, anything that's gonna that the person has been on and rubbed uh, those are real good scent articles so um, she's going to be simulating that basically we've got somebody that they just they just walked out she's got the scent article she's going to send the dog uh, the dog will typically follow the track that the person lays and uh, you know eventually eventually find them the the canine is one part so uh, it's great to have them but traditionally uh, you need people to go out in the woods that are trained to find them most of the time that's that's who finds them it's hard to get dogs that are specifically trained in this is the reason why we we knew we needed that asset in Gaston County typically we, we were having to call from for that resource from a different county or a different agency so now we have that in Gaston County been working hard with it so the other part is going to be our our ground searchers and we're actually going to have a little fun today so they've, they've been working hard on different search techniques but today it's basically going to be a game of hide and go seek so we're going to send 
a team into the woods in a certain area, they're going to hide. And then the other team, by using the skills they've learned already, they're going to go try to find them. And, uh, and, and typically this could be a real life scenario. So we're kind of playing that this is a maybe a teenager or adolescent uh, subject that has um, some type of autism or maybe high development. Uh, typically with that category, uh, they could be lost and not even realize they're lost. They, they may be scared of people and, and, and with their communication skills, so they may be hiding from us. So it's, it's a real scenario that we don't often have, but typically, you know, we think people that we're looking for want to be found, but there's, there's going to be some instances where they don't want to, and it's not necessarily their fault they did anything wrong. It's just, you know, the, the, the mental capability they have or, or, you know, disease process or whatever. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of, that's what the hide and go seek is basically simulating. Awesome. And who all is here today? So, uh, so this we do this twice, uh, uh, twice a month, so we can pick up each uh, each of our shifts. So we had one last week, uh, this week, or is for the shifts that are off, which is what we call our C shift and D shift, and then any part timers that that didn't come. Last so this week. is uh, gyms only. Do you ever do cross training? We, we have, and, uh, it, and and it's great to do that. We with we, like gas and police or. Uh, well, and not so much the the rescue part of it, but uh -huh. we have like with uh, uh, obviously we got tactical medics that work with those, but we have done uh, you know uh, active shooter drills with the schools and things like that. Uh -huh. uh, we are planning on working with uh, some of the other law enforcement agencies that have drones that can help us uh, be a help to us if we have a missing person. Nice. Gaston County employs some very talented EMS staff, but there's one who stands out above the rest. He's exceptionally good at finding things. He can run super fast and he's really, really cute. This good boy can sniff you out from a mile away. Yeah, he's pretty happy right now. He's a good boy. Good boy, Mac. Good boy. Meet Mac. He's doing his training exercises today, too. While the paramedics are doing their drill, Mac is in another part of the park, getting ready to sniff out the path to another EMS staff who's hiding in the woods half a mile away. We've got our canine here preparing to go into action. Mm -hmm. He's very cute. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First thing she's going to do, um, she's going to put a special harness on Mac. Uh, and when she does that, see how his leash is kind of attached to the front of his collar? Yeah. There's a special attachment on his collar that when she puts that leash on, yeah. that signifies him it's time to work. So now he's just in regular dog mode. Yep. So when, when she puts this, co uh, uh, this harness on and attaches at a specific place, he knows it's time to work. Mm -hmm. At that point, she's going to give him a scent article. Mm. Oh, he seems excited to put it on. And he's, he is very excited. <laughs> he, lo yeah. he loves doing this. <laughs> so what this is demonstrating, let's say this person came here in a car. We have, a, we have to have a last known point of where somebody starts. We've got to have a starting point. Okay. We're going to demonstrate that this parking lot was the car this person was in. So what she needs to do first is kind of determine 
a direction of travel. So what she's going to do, what we call a perimeter search. So she's going to kind of lead him around. He will always, he'll already have the scent memorized. Mm -hmm. And she's going to lead him around so basically he'll know where the subject left from. Mm -hmm. So it's what we call a perimeter search. Then after that, he's going to take off. So typically on a canine team, we have the handler. And her job is to manage the dog, read the dog, and all, and, and, and all of that. that. Usually we'll have one or two people with the canine team. And their job, and I'm demonstrating that, their job is to talk on the radio, to use the GPSs, to do whatever, to talk to command. Because um, she, she, she's, her and the dog are working in one, the dog's gonna be doing some things, she needs to concentrate, uh, concentrate on the dog. If the command staff needs to talk to, me, talk to us, I'll do that on the radio. Mm -hmm. I'll mark us on the GPS. Mm -hmm. If the dog finds a clue, it could be a shirt or something like that, then I'd mark that on the GPS, calling the command, telling the coordinates of where we found whatever or, or so forth. But we're typically trailing behind them. Mm -hmm. uh, I see she's putting, it looks like a, a radio transmitter. So on that is a radio car? transmitter. There, there are some instances, and she may do this now, so typically, th that's a very long leash she has that she leads him on, it's like 30 foot. Um, Mac is trained to come off the leash if she needs to, mm -hmm. depending on the environment, how comfortable she is. So he will actually come off the leash and uh, go in front of and go in front of her. Mm -hmm. And then if he does that, you'll see he'll go so far and then he'll, he'll come back, make sure she's with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, the concept is uh, some some dogs are trained to just go off go off lead, find the subject, come back to us, and lead us back to the subject. Does uh, that make sense? Yeah. Um, so there, uh, he, we he could do either one of those. So we'll see which way. Um, but when she does a perimeter, typically it's on the lead. Mm -hmm. the, my job is to keep up with them. You'll see sometimes. He is a young, young dog, uh, very agile. Um, he will drag her, so it, it, whoever's on this team needs to be in some type of shape because this dog will, he'll, um, he goes fast and you may have to walk in a pretty brisk, uh, a pretty brisk walk. To yeah, he looks him. like he is ready to go. Yeah, he, he is, he, he absolutely was. So that. she's about to give him the smell. So that's what she's doing now. She's getting ready to give him the scent article. Oh, he is smelling it. Yeah, he's smelling it now. He's get he's got it memorized. Wow, that was quick. Now he only needed to smell it for now like she's two changing seconds. the position that And uh, he's off. And so when she puts it on that particular position, he knows it's time to work and he's gonna start tracking. Do you see his nose is up now? Uh-huh. and if it's a negative then he's just gonna like critter around, smell around. He's not like gonna pull me any any particular direction. He's just checking the so how long does it usually take for him to do an exercise like this? It, it just depends. Uh, we don't really care how long it takes him to find the subject as long as he finds them. Mm. Um, it's been, when I've worked with them, it's been within 20 minutes and maybe um, within like a half mile, more than uh, between a half mile and a mile of distance covered. So, mm -hmm. so He's checked that area, that's a negative. She knows by how he reacts, if he's hitting on the scene or not. Yeah. 
you'll see his nose go up, you'll see his nose go down. So mm -hmm. typically when it's down, he's searching for the scent on the ground. If it's up, he can still get the scent. Notice how the wind's blowing. So the wind's kind of blowing into my face. So even if that subject was like over that way, eventually that the, the scent would be carried over here. Mm -hmm. He would pick that up, not necessarily on where the so subject walked and mm -hmm. left the trail, but how the wind is carrying it from the body or mm -hmm. from, from, from other places. So what is he looking for today? Do you have a article of clothing hidden somewhere? No, that no, we have a live subject. A live uh, subject. Okay. So, um, Someone is hiding and somebody is hiding. And <laughs> so we got two, we got two instances of hide go seek. We got one with the person and the dog. And uh -huh. then obviously we're doing it with the, with the search team. All right. And it, and he thinks this is a game. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he he knows once he completes his mission and does, finds the person, only thing he's thinking about is reward, is the reward he's going to get. And she's got a couple of different rewards she gets him. She's giving him another scent article to make sure he's, he's, yep. And now he's determined that this is the kind of the, the direction of travel that he went and she's off and we're going to kind of trail behind her. All right. All right. And what our subject did, just to, just just for tra training purposes, he he will leave a couple of things just to make sure that the uh, for training purposes that the dog, uh, I will, that the dog finds them. So that could be cigarette butts, it could be candy, something that the subject has, uh, so, something what we call clues when we're looking in the woods. Obviously, this is a clue. If we knew that he wore this particular style of glass, then that's a clue. Uh -huh. So we know we're on the right track. We know Max on the right track. I mean, you wouldn't think that glasses would leave that much of a scent, but that, with, with that dog's ability, he can pick up pretty much on anything. Is this the first time that Jones has had a, a tracking it dog? It is. We and it's, to our knowledge, it's the it's the the only one we have in Gaston County right now specifically trained for this type of search. We have police canines. Uh, typically, they're trained for, you know, to scent drugs, things like that. Uh, uh, they can search for, like, subjects that's ran off, but not necessarily scent specific. So. Uh, we want in search and rescue we want to use a dog that's scent specific that way uh it just, it just works better and uh, it's hard for it's it's hard for dogs to be trained in different disciplines if that makes sense so typically police dogs they're trained to be police dogs um and you know that sort of things and uh and sometimes they can be aggressive because that, that you know they're, they're they have that protection mode as well so it's not necessarily something you want to use in search and rescue he looks intimidating but he's not you know we don't want an aggressive dog because he's going to be around searchers uh obviously we don't want to injure or hurt or um you know intimidate the subject that we're or scared the subject we're finding them so he's pretty well mannered so he's picked up another uh, clue. So he's definitely on the right track. Oh, it sounds like she found him. 
hearing bark. Uh, yeah, and we, we heard did. Him. So that was him barking. <laughs> found some subject. Good job, Mac. Yeah. Hey there, my name is Brandon Miller. I'm a captain with Gaston County EMS. And Brandon, when we were talking about doing a podcast at this training, one of the things that you had mentioned you wanted to talk about is the difference between paramedics and EMTs. I know we've got both here today. Are they gonna be doing the same training? So when it comes to the special tactics and rescue training, they primarily do us the same job as our goal is to in this scenario is locate the um, person that is either overdue or missing. Um, but when they do locate the patient, if there's interventions that need to be performed or vital signs. Um, so an EMT, they're more of a basic um, level provider. So they would be able to bandage um, certain types of hemorrhages. If there's any types of fractures, they can splint. Um, take vitals, paramedics if the patient is dehydrated. So they could start an IV and administer fluids, um, put them on the cardiac monitor, monitor their heart, um, and then transport them to the hospital. So what are some of the other differences between EMT and a paramedic that people might not know about? So some of the major differences is schooling. Um, EMT is around four months. There's some fast-paced programs out there. Um, they're usually offered during the summer. It's usually around two months. Um, and then paramedic, uh, there's a certificate program that's either between nine months and a year, or um, there's a traditional route that's around two years. Uh, most people follow that traditional route that's two years. Um, and with that, you learn everything through EMT, you just expand your knowledge. So um, learning how to recognize a heart attack or learning how to manage someone's airway, either via intubation or applying um, CPAP, you learn a different um, pharmacology, uh, so different medications to be given. So an EMT can administer epi for like an allergic reaction or anaphylaxis. Um, a paramedic can administer cardizem, and that's given for um, atrial fibrillation or AFib. So being able to apply that monitor, look at your heart rhythm, and then being able to give medications to um, improve that heart rhythm or change the heart rhythm. Mm -hmm. And if someone's listening to this podcast and they think, uh, this sounds like a job I might want to do, um, what would be your advice to someone who's looking to become an EMT or a paramedic? reach out to the local EMS agency. A lot of EMS agencies have gotten creative on how um, they're accepting new employees just because we do not see a lot of um, people that uh, wanna go into this profession. So, um, but we have a lot of different avenues that you can go. Um, so if you're a teenager and new and kinda wanna explore the field, um, GEMS, we have an Explorer program. You can um, be in that program until you're 20 years old. And that basically gives you access to come out and train with us, um, be able to ride on the ambulance so that way you can see and um, kind of get a feel for what the profession is. 
And then we hire people with no experience at all. We call them our EMT trainees, um, and they're assigned to our logistics division. So they come in, they train with um, the logistics division, and then when we have an EMT class or an MR class that comes open, um, our next one's scheduled to begin in January of 2023. Then we would put them through EMR, which is a certification level just under EMT. Basically, EMR allows you to be a functioning member on, a, on an ambulance. So your primary responsibility is to drive the ambulance, um, but you're still a part of the team. And that is um, around a four-week class. So we put them through that. Um, we get them certified as an EMR, and then they go straight into EMT. Um, and all of this education is offered in-house. So we're paying you to go to school. There's no school cost associated with it, um, and you're eligible for benefits at the same time. And then once you go through your EMT class with us, we'll allow you to go out onto the um, truck, gain some experience, and then we can, um, if you're interested in pursuing paramedic, we have a paramedic boot camp that you can also attend. Um, and that's, local, that's offered through our local community college. So I'm Ryan Propes, I'm a Master Paramedic with Gaston County EMS. Been here almost 14 years and we're out here doing some training for search and rescue. Cool, so um, what's gonna be your first approach when you're out looking for someone? Uh, first approach is just gonna be getting there, finding out what we got and a direction of travel and what they're wearing. Cause we're in the woods, basically, right. the woods at Possum Park. Right. So. so well, if we were to, if this was an actual life scenario, we would get here, get in touch with the people that called, and find out what exactly we've got going on, who it is, where they're going, where they possibly could be going, even right down to where they live. Because you know, if it's could be a kid, and best thing they know to do is run to the playground, or if it was a older adult, they may go find a bench somewhere. So um, you need to find out what you're dealing with first and then also what they're wearing maybe if they've got a picture of them and just basically just trying to find out what you may be dealing with so you can try to make an attempt to find them as quick as possible and once you do find them what if they're injured what if they are unable to walk if they're injured on a, on a real search we'll have a an actual ambulance here of ALS um, advanced life support ambulance here so we would if they're able to walk, we would get them out by walking them out, or we have our ATVs, UTVs, that we could bring in and put them on and bring them out, or worst case scenario, we could always have uh, some kind of, um, like if it was like on a, on top of the mountain or something, we could call in a helicopter to actually come in and pick them off of the, wow. off the mountain. Wow. So have you ever participated in one of these real life scenarios? Oh, How has this training um, been helpful um, in your job? Well, I've, been to probably over 15 16 years I've probably been to at least 10 searches or more sometimes they turn out well sometimes they don't um, but um, if I didn't have this training that I'm doing now and didn't keep up with it then you know it's kind of one of those things where you either you use it or lose it type thing yeah. so um, but the training helps you basically instead of just going out and wandering through the woods like a lost person would 
you're actually out there with a purpose, trying to pick up on clues of where they've been, where they may have not been, and uh, it just keeps you from running around in circles. So what's your favorite part of your job? Favorite part of my job is just helping people. Um, I want to be the person that is able to come in and calm down the chaos when everything's going crazy. So if I can help one person a day, help one person a year, it doesn't matter as long as I'm helping somebody, it doesn't matter. I really enjoyed my time with the Gaston County EMS. Each person on their staff has a genuine helping heart. And it's always humbling to hear about the lives they save and the lengths that they're willing to go to to make sure they're prepared to respond, no matter what, every day. With that, we'll see you again next week. Until then, stay safe out there, folks. Special thank you to Captain Chris Hendricks, Lieutenant Don Lackey, Captain Brandon Miller, and Jim's master paramedic, Ryan Probst, for your time. And we can't forget Mac. We appreciate you.